The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Atlantic Files, the number one podcast on the number one division in the NBA, brought to you by the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. As always, joined by your three hosts, myself, Alex Fishbein. We got Mike Bash. We got Dennis Clausen. What's going on, guys? What's going on? I'm sick of you introducing him before me. This shit's going <laughs> to stop. We're going in alphabetical order. B becomes B comes before C. I mean, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> I, I I announced you first one time, and Mike got really butthurt over it. Yeah, well, you know, really. Why didn't we? We should have named this podcast the ABC Podcast, the Alex Bash Clawson Podcast. I mean, that's got a nice ring to it. <laughs> I think that sounds so stupid. <laughs> All right, maybe not. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe, sound maybe good. back to the basket, B A C. <laughs> okay, but never mind. Anyway, so <laughs> the NBA season is upon us. The NBA season starts tomorrow. We got two games. We got Nets versus Bucks. We got Lakers versus Warriors. Two good games coming up. Preseason's done. Um, I mean, overall. It was nice. Preseason was nice just to see basketball on again. So it was cool to see everybody playing. Cool, cool to see some of the new rookies and some of the uh, guys from last year making their steps and strides. But before we get into all the predictions, before we get into all the finals guesses and some of our fantasy scores and things like that, we have another update. Ben Simmons, one of Dennis's favorite topics. So, new updates came out. And I, and, I, and I didn't even, sorry to interrupt, I didn't even see anything about him today. So, whatever you're telling me right now is the first time I'm hearing it. So, okay. we're going to get an authentic, genuine reaction. <laughs> I love it. I, that That's even better. So, there's a report by Irving. Irving. No, Good. Kidding. Yeah, that'll never happen. There's already been reported zero interest for that the Sixers want Kyrie Irving. <laughs> but... um. There's a report by Ramona Shelburne from ESPN. Uh, she was talking about how there were players on the Sixers that believed he was going to fake a COVID exposure so that he didn't have to play in Game 7 against the Hawks. And on top of that, there was another quote saying him and his camp came to the Sixers front office and Doc Rivers and company and said that he feels he wasn't able to fail as much as other number one picks without being scrutinized too much and without being able to grow from that. Is so, he dumb? I mean, I know he <laughs> dated a Kardashian, so he can't be the smartest guy in the world. But, like, dude, you're what's he in year five, year six? Like, he's made the all star teams, like, he's made it to the what conference semifinals at least, maybe even farther. I don't know, I forget. Like, he's never failed. Like, nobody said he's failed, he's just not grown and elevated his game. He's the same player he was when he first came into the league, he still can't shoot. 
he he still isn't aggressive. He still tries to pass way too much. Like he, he he's been in the league for years and years now, and it's the same player he was when he left college. That's the issue with him. That's not he's not failing. He's a good player. He's just not a player that elevates the, his game or was able to elevate his game to the level it needed to be to get the Sixers to a championship. <clears throat> um, Giannis had the same shortcomings that Ben Simmons had, and he's grown his game exponentially, but he's been aggressive. He takes he takes the ball to the hole. He, he even attempts shots, even if they don't go in at a high clip. But <clears throat> Ben Simmons here is he's garbage at this point. When it comes to crunch time, not as he De- Dennis's face, he's ready to to. Well, Dennis kept throwing me off with his facial reactions because he's trying to hide behind his mic over there in the bottom. <laughs> this is how bad things have gotten in Philadelphia. When you're that desperate that you are are contemplating faking a positive COVID nineteen test, or in his case faking exposure that tells you just what kind of mindset that this guy was in this guy was so desperate to get out of get out of the 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 fire get out of the scrutiny that he was willing to say that he was around somebody like over which is that is a that's genius i mean that's (laughs) he's the smartest guy and I guarantee you there's going to be guys who are going to be using that at times. Kyrie Irving's pissed Probably. because he's like, I, why didn't I come up with that? Like Kyrie Irving <laughs> wants to just fill his house with people who have COVID so that he could just say he's constantly exposed and not play. Like Ben Simmons is intelligent. Like he's a, he's a genius. And for him to say, for this to happen just shows you how bad things got for him. Um, from a mental health aspect, which is what we were talking about before. This guy was just mentally shot. And when you get to that place where you say you were around somebody with COVID, man, things are, things are really bad. So, and and I totally agree with, with when they say that Simmons had so much hype surrounding him more than a lot of other first round draft picks coming in the league. He's a hundred percent, right? He was never allowed to fail. He's been under the the spotlight, under just constant monitoring since he's come in the league. You think uh, James Wiseman's got that type of uh, you know light on him? No, it's just absolutely crazy that uh, I, I completely hundred percent agree with the fact that he wasn't allowed to fail. He's been on constant pressure since he's been in the league. He's been criticized and he's they're trying to make him something he isn't he's never been a scorer he never will be a scorer so that's that i will dennis, i will no, say this dennis, the argument well go look at his stats from his rookie year till now he's the same player he's been for four years but what i'm saying that's that's not a bad thing but what he hasn't so- grown he came into the league and just stayed he plateaued where else does he need to grow on? He's one of the best defensive players in the league. 
He needs he should, to grow. He should be scoring 20, 20 plus points a game. Not no, 16. that's not that's not true. They're, 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 the Philadelphia fan base and everybody are trying to turn him into something. He never asked to be the, the leading scorer of a team. But he's but doing the, the best he, he doesn't can. Need it. He doesn't, all he needs to do, I promise you, if he shot 70%, 65-70% from the free throw line, Instead of 50, what is the number? 61%. If he shot 70%, that's another point a game at least he would add to his point per game total, if not two points a game. And then you're looking at a guy who's getting 18 points a game. It's closer to the 20 mark that I gave him. He has to be more aggressive. Like he's literally his stats, his stat line, his play has stayed in the same level from when he was 21 years old to now. And that's a bad thing. I can I can kind of meet you on the scoring end of things. Okay, maybe he could pick things up. Free throw shooting, I can't defend. Okay, I'm I'm not going to say that shooting that type of is acceptable by any means. However, people often omit the other solid contributions that this guy brings throughout the years because they're so focused on scoring that they don't think about how good he is in other areas. I would challenge anybody to find a guard, uh, you know, and I use quotation marks, a guy who can rebound, who can pass as well, who's solid defensively like Ben Simmons is. Defensive rating, one of the best in the league. This guy is is a great player, and people just aren't satisfied because he's not scoring 25 points a game. That is the wrong mindset when it comes to him. If this guy was in another place, such as Brooklyn, to where you have Durant and Harden who can just take the scoring uh, responsibilities off him, people would be looking at him in a totally different way. I mean, I will say he, Thank definitely you. Grew, he will definitely grew defensively. And I will also say that he is a very good player. However... Uh, yeah. However, as the number one pick, you are expected to grow in more areas than just one. As the number one pick, you are expected to be like a top 15, top 20 player. And right now, I wouldn't put him up there. And can I say this? Now that I finally understand defensive rating, <laughs> he's gotten worse since his rookie year as a defensive player. But he's still good. Defensively, all I'm saying, all I'm saying, that and his defensive rating is going to go up though, because if you look at the pace of play over the years, the pace has got up. There's more scoring, so it's 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 logical that guy's defensive rating is going to go up. Here we go, Dennis. Well, back in my day, get off my lawn. That's no, I'm just saying that the the pace has gone up. So naturally, if he shot 75 percent from the free throw line, like most other guards. They wouldn't have to take him out in the late game situations, which means his defense would come to play, which means his rebounding would come to play. But because he can't play in close games, because he can't shoot free throws, and it'll kill them. He's a he's a self he's a self. What's the word I'm looking for? Not um, uh, self destructing bomb of a player, pretty much. Like that's the problem with him. If he, he ever seventy percent from the free throw line, he would not have this hate because he could shoot free throws, he could handle the ball, he could he could d- distribute and rebound and def- defense, play defense. He'd be fine. He'd be a totally fine player. 
but because he can't shoot free throws and he's afraid to do anything that will get him to the free throw line, it affects his whole game and it affects the whole team. Okay. I don't ever recall him coming around, though, saying, I want to be the number one draft pick. All right? That's just something that happened to him. That's not his, that's the, not his fault. What the hell is that? You're, you're saying he's the number one draft pick. He's supposed to point I've ever heard in the history. Well, you of... didn't let me finish because you're too busy talking over me with nonsense. So he never asked to be the number one pick. Okay. So to expect him to progress as a number one pick in areas that he wasn't proficient in to begin with is not his fault. What he does add outside of scoring. And, and I did say, did I not? I said, I can agree with you on the free throw. His free throw shooting is not acceptable by any means. However, some guys just can't improve in certain areas. However, they have to be willing to accept the good that they get. Nobody talks about how Tobias Harris isn't. uh, Tobias Harris was brought in. Nobody talked about that, his shortcomings. Nobody talked about horrendous coaching. It's all Ben Simmons. Nobody talked about the fact that Joel Embiid can't stay healthy, but it's typical oh, Philly. Joel Embiid not being healthy is the biggest thing to talk about all the time. That's the reason he didn't get MVP. That's the reason nobody he ever get talks about Joel Embiid. All being I'm gonna unhealthy. say is it is in year two, in their age twenty two year, Nicholas Claxton had the same defensive rating as Ben Simmons. He's a big guy. He's going to. And a 10-point higher offensive rating than Ben Simmons. It, you can't count big guys against uh, against a guard. The defensive one guy 6'11", one guy 6'10". What's the difference? But they play different positions. I'm just the, saying the, the biggest is thing, the better left-handed typical, typical Philly mindset, though, they do the same thing with Jalen Hurts. They crap all over him. They're talking about trading uh, him for Desh- you know Deshaun Watson and blah. That's typical Philly mindset. So uh, you can't really take anything. You you guys fall right in line with it. I mean, I I can't defend Eagles fans. That that I won't. That I'm not arguing. It's the same I'm people. <laughs> I'm not an Eagles fan as it is. So, but anyway, you should the be. thing. The thing with Ben Simmons is the fact that you know, like every year the. The great players, the superstar players, they all separate themselves from the pack because every year they come in and you say, wow, he didn't have that in his game before. With Ben Simmons, he's always been a good defensive player. The biggest thing about this past year is that Doc Rivers was finally letting him play defense on pretty much everybody. So his defense was showcased and it was great. But when it comes to every other aspect of the game, he's still a good rebounder. He's a good playmaker. He's okay offensively if you give him the low post with nobody around him. But even in the areas that he could score, even in the low post, he never added a low post move. His hook shot looked like a sixth grader's hook shot the whole time. He never had any touch. He never knew what hand to use on his hook shots. Whenever he was down in the low post, he did the same exact stuff every single season. And I'm not even getting to the fact that he doesn't take jump shots. He doesn't take threes. He's scared to shoot free throws. It's like the areas that you are already good at, you didn't even expand on those. 
playmaking wise, he didn't start getting more assists when the Sixers started adding more shooters and more scores. Tobias Harris had one of his best seasons of his career last season. And Tobias Harris, actually in the Philly media, not national media, but in Philly media, people people rail on Tobias Harris constantly. People here in Philly don't want to pay Tobias Harris any of his money, and they want him traded immediately. They were asking for him to be traded before Ben Simmons. So that's why, for me, it comes down to the fact that at this point, coming into his sixth season, I can't. I don't have the 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 proof or the examples to defend Ben Simmons right now. But what That's all what we're doing is we're we're basing him off his offensive prowess. We're not. We're not. We, there's never an acknowledgement of the other things he does really well. He's expected to be a prime scorer. That's not so. He's never going to be a prior. He's never going to be an elite scorer ever. And for anybody to expect for him. So we're just supposed to just ignore the fact that he's one of the best defensive players in the league because he can't score. That's the Lonzo ball mentality. That's the basic. That's the typical NBA. If you can't shoot a three, you suck type mentality. This is this is garbage. I'm, honestly, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, uh, but Lonzo this is crazy. Lonzo not that much. Hold on, hold on. So He's you're shooting over forty percent. Wait, hold on. So you want to compare him to Lonzo Ball? I'm saying the mentality is the same. So let me ask you this: Do you know any other best? defensive players in the league or one of the best defensive players in the league who's strictly known for being a good defensive player and chips in offensively here and there and rebounds there and there getting four or five years, whatever the contract length was, $167 million. That's the issue. He was the number one pick. He was given a max contract and he's not a complete player. He's getting paid like he's a complete player. He's great on one side of the ball and he is, Average at best at the other side of the ball. But a lot, what I'm saying though is Lonzo Ball faces this. Lonzo Ball was drafted and had just as much hype coming into the league as Ben Simmons did. And he's faced the same things over the years because people just ignore everything else that he does so well. And Lonzo Ball only got $80 million. He got half of what Ben Simmons got. It doesn't, it, it Lonzo Ball is just, he, he he's not. He was never in the right place to excel. All right. Ben Simmons had plenty of pressure put on him right away, and they gave him tons of money because they wanted him to be something he wasn't, and he'll never be what they want him to be. So he's soft. He's yeah, I'm 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 not doing this. He's a I, 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 I'm done. <laughs> I'm just the the main thing for me with Ben Simmons to kind of, I guess, wrap it up is just when I know he cannot control being the number one pick. I know he cannot control getting paid that much money. I yeah, that, that was a stupid argument, though, apparently. But as the as a competitor, as a basketball player, as an athlete, that's the goal. Like, that's the whole reason. To even do the sport, yeah, but it's to like be telling, the number one pick is to get the max contract. 
Yeah, but so nobody that, ever said shit about Shaq not being able to shoot a free throw because he was good in other areas. Now, I'm not comparing Ben Simmons to Shaq. I'm just I'm saying gone. it's the same thing. Dennis, the, you, need, you biggest, need to take your meds. The biggest joke about not hitting free throws is Shaq. Shaq even named his boat after him not making free throws. <laughs> right, but that was okay because he was scoring. But that's the thing is also that Shaq owned it. Shaq owned it, and he was the most one of the most dominant players in NBA history. Ben Simmons runs away from it. He doesn't own anything. Just because he's not vocal in the limelight. But here's the thing. I'm done. Let's let's talk about something else. Shaq is shooting pretty much the same free throw percentage that Ben Simmons is shooting. That's one thing. And Shaq didn't say, Kobe, don't give me the ball in the post. I don't want to get You guys are wrong. You guys are wrong. Let's move on. I win again. You guys you win. <laughs> you guys are wrong. All right. Well, let's let's move Thank on. Thank you. Let's go on. Um let's let's get into some predictions. How about that? Let's start with our award and all NBA. Now, I'm not asking to predict all three all NBA teams. We're just going to do the first all NBA team, make it a little easier. But let's start with awards first. We'll start we'll start with the lesser awards and we'll work our way up to MVP. So I want to know who's your coach of the year. Let's start with Dennis. Right, let's start with Mike because I'm not prepared. No, I, I, I'm trying to, okay. to cool off a little bit. You know what I mean? All right, all right, Mike. Mike, what you got? Uh, it's going to be a tough one. Coach of the year, I got two guys. One in the east, one in the west. East, I'm going to go Nate McMillan. Okay. The Hawks. In the west... I'm going to go shot in the dark here. I'm going to go Chauncey Billups. Wow. I mean, I hope he does well because they there's all those rumors that say the moment Portland starts slipping, that's when they're going to start trading Damian Lillard. So for his case, I really hope so. Dennis, what about you? All right, I feel better now. I had Dennis to calm down for all the coaches in the league. What? <laughs> Dennis probably needed a minute to look up all the coaches in the league. No, I, had, I had to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so, so stupid. So stupid. Who do you got? So I'm going to go out and so I'm going to say, I'm gonna, for the West, I'm going to say Michael Malone. Okay. And then for the East, we're going to roll with Billy Donovan. <clears throat> okay, actually, me and you have the same East Coach of the Year, Billy Thank Donovan, you. and morons laughing at me. Billy Donovan <laughs> couldn't even win a game at the rack. Couldn't beat Rutgers. He had he had uh, <clears throat> Mike Rosario, Bradley Beal, and he couldn't beat Rutgers. But he doesn't no. have. He didn't have Alex Caruso. Right. Who? Who? When you look at that Bulls team and how well they the look that already. Oh God! <laughs> you got him heated again. He has to cool back down. <laughs> when the you look at the breathing is back. I don't even think it'll work. You know, whenever I get pissed <laughs> off and everybody's like, "Breathe," I'm like, "That's never worked in my entire life." I agree. It, it doesn't <laughs> work. No. No, really but when you look at the Bulls team and how how just stacked they are and how how much depth they have and 
things like that. And I just definitely, I could see that, that definitely happening for sure. Oh no, for sure. I mean, with all the off season moves they made and everything, it's, it's definitely a good bet to me. Um, I mean, at least I my, went out on the out on a limb. True. I mean, my my kind of like my one A Eastern Conference coach was Billy Donovan as well. But just for the sake of difference, I'm actually going to go to an Atlantic guy. I'm going to say Ime Udoka. I knew you were going to. I was going to say that. Too. I know you just. You, I mean, what what is your problem? I think he can. I think he can be a really good coach. And the fact that Boston underachieved last year. The moment they achieve more than they did last season, I think you start looking at him for coach of the year. See, like you're the only one on this show that I like, so just don't don't be saying stuff like that. <laughs> like I respect you. I mean, I appreciate that. <laughs> and then Western Conference, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say another new coach, Willie Green. The Pelicans. I mean, that made me think of Willie Green in the first place. But as I looked at more of the teams, again, New Orleans, a team that underperformed, a team that made some moves. At the moment they if you if New Orleans makes like the sixth seed even, Willie Green automatically has to be in the conversation. Because he got them way farther than they did last year. So I, that's why I'm putting Willie Green up there. Yeah, but it's going to be contingent on the health of Zion Williamson, and I don't know how healthy he's going to be. I mean, that's also a big part of it, too. So, yeah, I agree. Um, But that was more so the boring part. So let's get into most improved player of the year. Mike, who you got? Oh, most improved. Um, I feel like you're going to take my pick, and I'm going to be mad. Well, I mean, I feel like everyone's pick right now is probably Jordan Poole. Um, that was not my pick. <laughs> but um, most improved. Mo Bamba. Interesting. Just, just a hunch, or? Just, just a hunch. Okay. Dennis, who you got? I think Lonzo Ball. Okay. Dennis going to die in that hill with point guards that can't shoot. I think hey, Lonzo, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo shot 40% from three I know he did. I know he did. I, know he did. <laughs> I think Lonzo Ball is going to be in for, for uh, one hell of a season this year, and I think he's going to – he finally has – He's on a team that he's surrounded by arguably the best supporting cast he's had throughout his career. Uh, not not to the point to where I should say more. He's surrounded by people who will help him excel and not be a, a hindrance to his his ceiling. You know what I mean? So I think he's in like the right situation. Right. I think this is going to be the best place for him to go, and I think he's finally going to be in a place where people are just going to see how good he is. Can I, I can you. I give a second um, a second can, backup candidate? 
Let me give mine first. No, I, feel I, like I know we have the same guy. Well, you already gave a candidate. Can I resend it? <laughs> Fine. Who? OG Ananobi. That's my candidate. I knew it was <laughs> your guy. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell, like, I have the biggest feeling in the world that OG is going to have a breakout year. He's already a good defender. He already upped his scoring from multiple seasons. He already showed in the preseason that he had more offensive moves than he's ever had before. And he's only going to get as much playing time as he would ever want in Toronto right now, especially with the state of the roster and the state of the team. And with Scotty Barnes there, who also is shown to be a capable playmaker and distributor at the four. I think OG has everything that he needs to be the most improved, especially if Siakam doesn't stay healthy throughout the year, which it's shown to be pretty shaky for him. So I got can, OG for most improved. Can we put guys like uh, Michael Porter Jr. on the list? I mean, what did he average last season? Like, eight, what, 18? 18 or 24? Uh, Probably Mike, around there. Let me Mike, see. Mike's I thought he was at like 20-something. 19 points and 7.3 rebounds a game. All right. So I think Michael Porter is going to be in for all-star team. Michael Porter Jr. is going to, even if Jamal Murray was healthy, I, I think he's going to still surpass him as the number two option on that team. And I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to be in the MVP conversation. I think he's going to be in a lot of categories this season. Uh, the other Porter, Kevin Porter, you know, has got some big things for a Rockets team that doesn't really have much. He showed a lot of potential last season. So uh, De'Aaron Fox is on the list. I think De'Aaron Fox is going to be in the all-star conversation. Um, yeah, I, I, I could see those guys. Uh, definitely, uh, as as guys to keep an eye on for that. One other guy I'm going to throw out there, Rashawn Holmes. Ah, uh, love me some Rashawn. Process sixer, right? I just there. think I think De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, that worked is take, out. I think De'Aaron Fox is going to take off this year, and I just think Rashawn Holmes is going to be one of the big benefactors of that. I mean, can, that's I mean that's a good point too, Mike. But can we stay? We'll stay in Sacramento, and how about uh, Marvin Bagley? No, he don't stay healthy enough. If he stays healthy, he could. If, I mean, it's a big if. It's a big if. Big, big if. But, I mean, hey, even Halliburton looks good. So, who's to say Halliburton doesn't improve upon a great rookie season as well? And also, one of my kind of... Um, sneaky ones would probably be Miles Bridges. I love Miles Bridges. Because, because on that Charlotte team, now with LaMelo taking another step in his growth, in his distribution, him and Bridges seem like they're best friends now, too. I could really see Bridges breaking out as well. That's someone that had a lot of expectations coming in as well. And he's been decent, but he's kind of just been known as the high flyer, not like really much else than that. But I could see him expanding on his game, especially with guys around him that can distribute the ball. So, and Devontae Graham's not there. That's one less mouth to feed. I got a couple more. 
Does anybody right, give us I give us one more? I, one more. Well, all right, I'll give you one more. Cam Reddish and Landry Shamet. Shamet's not winning most improved. I'm saying he could be. They he's got paid. True. I really like the Cam Reddish pick though, as long as he stays healthy too. So Dennis Cam Reddish looked to be sorry, on the Alex, up. Are you interested in Cam Reddish in fantasy? No. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. Not with the not, not for with CJ the, McCollum. Not with the offers you make. <laughs> so let's go. I'm from just there. kidding. I like Mike. <laughs> Sometimes. He says stupid <laughs> stuff though. It makes me angry. <laughs> True. So let's go to six man of the year. This time we'll start with Dennis. Uh, my boy, Alex Caruso. I had a feeling. I remember we talked about it before. So, I mean, that's a solid pick for six man, especially with how much he's improved. And now he doesn't have to be like LeBron's son anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think hands down, uh, he's going to be. Definitely a guy to watch out for, and the way he's played so far throughout the, you know, the preseason and things like that. I just think he's just. I I, I almost foresee it being a, a lock at this point. Um, Jordan Clarkson, of course, is on the radar, and Derek Rose and uh, Tyler Hero and things like that, but. I think he got mad and, and left. <laughs> good. We didn't. We didn't need him anyway. So. Sorry, I, I, you stole my guy and I slammed my hand down and it kicked me out of the thing. <laughs> All right, who got, you got so mad, left the podcast. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say Tyler Hero, but Dennis just feels the need he has to name every candidate for everything. So, well, when you have so much information and and you're so smart, you can't help but just get it out. You know. <laughs> True, I get it. I get it. It's a lonely <laughs> My sixth world. man of the year is actually someone that I thought one of you guys was going to mention. Patty Mills. No. I think Patty Mills, especially he's not gonna, he's scoring, especially, especially we don't know who's starting. If Kyrie's coming back at any point. So I think Patty Mills is definitely a six-man contender. And my backup behind him, I was kind of going back and forth. But I would probably throw... I think I would probably throw somebody like... uh, Oh, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Jordan Poole. I don't think Jordan Poole's going to start. And I you think he's going to have a big year as a six man. <laughs> well, now I hope they all do bad. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong on all of them. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Hopefully, Clay comes back. He comes back healthy and uh, can actually stay in the starting lineup. And, you know, it's unfortunate what's happened to him over the past couple of years. So hopefully, he can come back and Jordan Poole actually get a chance to actually win six man of the year but still even yeah. if he even if he was consistently coming off the sake clay started the season i still think he's got a an uphill climb when it comes to some of the other guys i think jordan clarkson right now is always the favorite but i i, I definitely see caruso a, a guy really not a lot of people are like 
putting in that six-man conversation definitely being a force to be reckoned with. Oh, yeah. I agree. I think Caruso is definitely one of the favorites. TJ McConnell? I mean, I will – he's always my top six-man candidate, but no, everyone man's. doesn't take that seriously. No, I love I will. I will McConnell. on DraftKings if it's if if I'm allowed, I will go put five dollars down on him winning six man. But let's move on to what? So we did most improved six man. Let's move on to MVP. Did we forget defensive player of the year? Oh, you're right. We did forget that. Let's go defensive player of the year first. Are you Miles taking Turner. Ben Simmons? Would you say, Mike? Miles Turner. Not bad. Not bad. I actually wouldn't be surprised to see him traded at some point this season. But Dennis? Yeah, no, I like the the Turner uh, Miles Turner pick. Rudy Gobert, of course, is always in the conversation. And if he plays, Ben Simmons. Not Dark really Horse, true. Jared Allen. That's a good pick. That is a solid pick. Uh, I mean, he's he's going to get all the playing time he wants. So, and I think after the way he played during the finals, I think Drew Holiday's automatically going to get propelled up the the list for sure. Oh, I agree. Um, but uh, I mean, if I, I think Giannis is is a potential as well with the Defensive Player of the Years. He's already won too. What were you going to say? Yeah, if I I think though like uh, the, the you know the Giannis pick isn't the cute pick anymore. I could see Drew Holiday being the defensive player of the year over him. I could see Miles Turner getting it over him. Rudy Gobert definitely. What'd Claxton you say? ain't winning defensive player of the year. Said Nicholas Claxton. <laughs> no, I'm I mean kidding. if he got the minutes, I don't see. I mean that's not unreasonable to think that. I just don't think he's going to get the minutes. No, I agree. I, I was kidding. I could see a dark horse being somebody like Bam Adebayo. Mm. Especially I now, I would say like DeAndre Hunter or something. Well, I was saying, especially now that he doesn't have to carry the same like usage rate that he did last year, especially with Kyle Lowry down there, I think Bam could definitely enter his name yes. in the conversation. Lowry's going to play thirty-two games, so he's going to three close. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to MVP. Kyle Lowry. We forgot rookie of the year. MVP? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who'd you say, Mike? You forgot the rookie of the year. Oh, I keep forgetting stuff. Yes, rookie of the year. Who you got? Well, I don't want to say Cade because that's like the obvious pick. So I'm going to go off the, you know, all, not saying Cade. I'm going to go Alperin Sengen. I'm probably not saying the name right. The uh, second pick by the Rockets. The second of their first picks. That's what I'm going with. I think uh, he's a very skilled big man. Might take a while, but uh, maybe, you know, and maybe – Maybe we don't see it this year. I'm, I'm sure we'll see flashes, but uh, I like saying in the game. I thought you were with that. Sorry, go, go ahead, Dennis. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say real quick with that pick, you reminded me one of my most improved uh, picks was going to be uh, Poku, Pokushevsky. But anyway, Dennis. I was surprised Mike didn't pick the cum bucket for obvious reasons. <laughs> I traded him away. 
Yeah, since he's not on his team, he can't pick him anymore. That's how I got Darius Garland. <laughs> Good pick, Which... but he traded me P.J. Washington, so. You know, how about P.J. Washington as most approved player of the year? That's not a bad pick. What about Bull Bull? No, so anyways. I, I, I just need <laughs> to see him actually get minutes. <laughs> So, so, you're saying, so rookie of the year, I'm gonna roll with my man Scotty Barnes. I like that pick a lot. I mean that 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 kid looks ready to play. I mean, he's got a pretty clear path right now to playing time. I can't see any logical uh, reason why he wouldn't be starting for Toronto, um, even when Pascal Siakam comes back. I don't see you know Ken Birch or uh, Boucher, Boucher, how do you Boucher, Boucher? Oh, Boucher, Boucher, Bobby Boucher, the water boy. I yeah. I don't see, you know, he'll be in the middle, but I still could see uh, Barnes having a clear path to to playing time for sure. So I think he's the most NBA ready. I think he's going to be one hell of a a force to be reckoned with for, especially for a rookie. Oh, I agree. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, really I'm, gonna I'm gonna call him the NBA's version of Jamar Chase. Oh, okay. I'm thankful I have Jamar Chase in one of my fantasy leagues. Um, but so my, I mean, my obvious pick would be Jalen Green. Uh, I just think that guy is crazy good already and the one year of G League Ignite I think honestly is going to help him a lot uh, but my favorite pick I think would be Davion Mitchell this kid Davion Mitchell is somebody that like I honestly didn't even like think much about until I really started hearing him play or seeing him play sorry and th- his defense all of his quotes from his teammates this guy is good. And his work ethic that I've been seeing all a bunch of clips of and everything, <clears throat> Davion Mitchell is going to be a beast. So that's my favorite pick. But I think, I, to me, one of the obvious picks is Jalen Green. I just I just have a hard time seeing that happen not just because of the, the Kings are just so deep and in, in, in certain areas with not, not with great talent, but guys who command minutes at least. So right. I, th- I think it's not from a talent perspective. It's more so along the lines of he just not going to be, get the availability needed to make something like that happen. True. I mean, there is Fox Halliburton, buddy Heels, just to name a few. So but Davion Mitchell is going to be one of those guys in, in eight years. We're going to be, oh, remember Davion? He's going to be playing on some, he's going to get forgotten about, and then, or he's going to be forgotten. And then eight years, all of a sudden, he's going to pop up. He's going to be contributing defensively on some NBA championship team. And everybody's going to be like, oh, Davion, Davion Mitchell, remember him? He was, you know, so that's the kind of player I see him being. Could definitely one other guy that none of us mentioned, um, I like is. Cam Thomas. I, I think he's uh, I mean, he's, he's going to see a lot of playing time if Kyrie's going to keep pulling his you-know-what. So there's a chance that he's got some big numbers. 
Yep, that's it. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I mean, Cam Thomas looked pretty good as well. So and that's definitely I think, a uh, choice. Last but not least is the MVP award, and I think Alex already knows who my pick is. Luka Doncic? The same pick Jokic I've picked again. the last four years. Jokic again. Joe Harris. <laughs> Nico Jokic. <laughs> back to back. Yeah, I don't see it. Why? Jamal Murray's <laughs> out for the year? Or out for a while? Yeah, but now Michael Porter's coming into his own. Yeah, but the usage. I mean, uh, Jokic can average like 12 assists a game. I mean, I guess we'll see. I just don't see it coming. And unlike Ben Simmons, he can shoot free throws. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. So I'm going to go with my man's Kevin Durant. I think the guy, the guy, it's been a rocky transition to Brooklyn coming off the Achilles injury, COVID, all that other stuff. Uh, Jokic is him and Jokic are going to be neck and neck throughout the entire year. Uh, if Embiid stays healthy, which he won't, um, he's <laughs> going to be in the running, of course. Uh, Giannis is always going to be in a running, and Luke is going to be in a running. Steph is going to be so, those are going to be the top six. But overall, I think Kevin Durant's going to be, uh, going to be de- relying on so much of Brooklyn and have be able to capitalize the fact that he has James Harden who's a threat in his own is going to open up so many things for him. I think Kevin Durant is going to be at a place to where nobody's going to be able to stop him. So I just realized, I'm sorry, before you go, one guy we didn't mention for most improved who I thought while I was thinking about MVP candidates, it's not going to be an MVP candidate, but he should be in most improved candidate. Anthony Edwards. Definitely could be. Yeah, he's at like such a weird spot because he's good already. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just, I was gonna I say mean, if for he, MVP, but I don't think they're gonna win enough games. I'm sorry, Alex. So if I Anthony Edwards comes is, in and in, is what I figured, your MVP is probably Embiid. So no, I just I I never think he's going to be healthy enough to f- actually win awards. He'll get all NBA, but. When it comes to awards, all the voters won't vote him because he doesn't play enough games. Um, <clears throat> but my MVP, I think that, like, I like, I like guys like Kevin Durant, and I like guys like Luca. I mean, those are two kind of like guys near the top of my list as well. Um, I think the MVP is going to be Steph Curry. But my sleeper MVP pick would be Booker. I think that Devin Booker has the the chance to show something here. He showed a lot in their finals run last season. If he can get the Suns to the same thing this year with a reloaded West and the West having, you know, healthier teams. And I mean, the Lakers built up what they have. I mean, with a lot of guys coming back for the West and everything, if Booker can actually carry that team even further, especially regular season-wise, I think Booker has a very good shot at MVP. But, I mean, it's hard right now to put him over those other guys. But that's my sleeper pick, at least. I like it. I respect it. 
So I mean, if you... I was going to make a sleeper pick, I would I would take Tatum over Booker by by small, you know. Yeah, my sleeper pick would be Cat. Okay, I mean, the, both both of those are good picks too, as long as as long as those teams perform. So, I mean, so, I definitely. So like that's those. a no then. <laughs> I mean, more so Tatum than Cat because I don't have any faith in the Timberwolves right now. Imagine if Ben but... Simmons went to Minnesota. That would give them something they desperately need in terms of defense. <laughs> but so to wrap up the award predictions, just give me no other options, no other sleeper picks. Give me your all NBA first team, two guards, two forwards, and a center. Mike, we'll go with you first. Two guards. I'm going to go with. <clears throat> I'm going to go with. Oh, that's tough. I'm going to go. Oh, well, it's Luca Garter forward. We call him a Garter forward. I think they called him a guard last year. All right. Luca's one of the guards. Um, Tatum's one of the forwards. Durant's one of the forwards. The center is Embiid. Or Jokic, Jokic. Oh. Sorry. Center I was about to say, I was like, if your MVP is the Jokic, center is I think Jokic. it have to be. What is the other guard? So who's the other guard? That's a tough one. Um... Who do I want that other guard to be? I'm, I, I want to say Booker, but I, I don't know if I want to. Uh, um, I want to say Booker, but I. Uh, oh, well, there's Trey, Curry, Curry, Trey, Lamelo. Uh, I'll go Curry. So I'll go Curry, Donkic, Tatum, Durant, and Jokic. Curry, okay. Curry, Donkic, Tatum, Durant, Jokic. Dennis, who you got? So I see uh, Lillard, Curry, Giannis, Durant, Jokic. Okay, solid one as well. I'm going. I'm going Curry, Jokic, or bleh, Curry, Doncic, Giannis, Durant, Embiid. So I mean, we obviously most have like have some of the same ones, but obviously the center is going to be different and a couple different guards. But I think a lot of those are like the good picks. So let's transition that into who you got winning the finals, or who you got going to the finals, and then who you got winning the finals. You already know who I have winning it. The you Nets already know who I have going two. to it out of the East, out of the West Nets versus Nuggets. Yep, you already know. You, I don't even need to talk. You already know everything. How many games? Nets in five. Who's the Nets finals MVP? Six. Nets in six. Nets in six. Durant finals MVP? Yep. Dennis, who you got? Yeah, I think it's going to be the uh, the Nets. Nets in five over the Nuggets. And Durant. Actually... Yeah, I see Durant, but I mean Harden's going to be one of those guys too, where they're going to be like, okay, well, Durant's got enough accolades this season, so let's give Harden a little, little something. So, yeah, but the net, the Nets in in five. I could see that. I have the Nets and the Suns, and I have Nets in seven. The hell out of here! And I have. And I have James Harden Finals MVP. All right, seven. 
Seven. Chris Paul ain't gonna last seven games. I mean, probably not, but it's still it, going seven. It'll, it'll blow a tire in two games. Hamstring gone. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at all, to be honest. So, quick hit right here. Give me your one bold prediction of the year. Can be anything: a trade, a signing, uh, somebody coming out of nowhere, a crazy team making the playoffs, whatever it may be. Give me your one bold prediction of the year. Kyrie Irving plays half the season for the Nets. At least. Okay. I think whenever the new mayor of New York City gets voted in in a few weeks, they're going to find a way to change that rule or make a loophole or an exception, and he'll get to play from January on. You know, that's not a, a good time to be running for America because you're going to have all these Nets fans. Whoever's not for vaccination, they're going to be voting for that guy to get <laughs> Kyrie Irving back on the floor. Probably. <laughs> so what you got, Dennis? What's your? I know you already predicted Bradley Beal getting traded to Boston. Yeah, I've What's said a bunch of stuff. One? Uh, <laughs> Dennis throws whatever he can against the wall and hopes it sticks. <laughs> the hell is that supposed to mean? I don't know. <laughs> God, I just... I don't know. I mean... You can use yeah. that as your bold prediction. Right, bold prediction. You know another one. Nicholas Claxton makes one of the all-NBA defensive teams. Okay. I think... I see Spencer Dinwiddie maybe making the all-star team. That's not really a thing. How about Michael Porter Jr. uh, in the MVP race? Now I know why I can't get Michael Porter Jr. off of your brother-in-law because the two of you stole my thunder on him. (laughs) Well, plus you offer crappy trades. That's why. Oh, (laughs) Go go text your brother-in-law and try and offer a trade for him. He wants, you know, you, you want to get in a player off him. He wants Michael Jordan. Back. I've dealt with this idiot for 20 years. You don't think I know what kind of trade, what <laughs> what, what he's all about? <laughs> oh, God. What about you? My, you... Uh, my bold prediction, there's a couple that I've been kicking around. One of them is that Simmons does end up getting traded for Damian Lillard. I don't know what the other extras in that trade are, but the main trade is that Simmons will go for Lillard. And the other one I was kicking around is that the Lakers suffer some injuries and they trade LeBron. Sorry, it was they trade. They trade LeBron. Back to Cleveland. That's not happening at all. But <laughs> hey, I'll take, prediction. I'll take it a step further that the Sixers will not only get Damian Lillard, but they'll also acquire CJ McCollum in exchange for Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. Oh, okay. I mean, that wouldn't be terrible. 
So let's wrap things up. We're all in the same dynasty fantasy league. We're all in other fantasy leagues as well. Give me who you think is going to be the top fantasy scorer of the season and your best sleeper fantasy pick. Jokic is the top scorer and sleeper is Mo Bamba. Okay. Dennis, who you got? Um, I think Durant's going to be the top fantasy scorer. And I think Lonzo Ball is going to be a sleeper. Spencer Dinwiddie is going to be a sleeper. Uh, Alex Caruso, Michael Porter, those guys are all sleepers. Michael Porter is not a sleeper. He's like a well, top 12 pick. Yeah, but I'm saying he's top. he could be top five. Oh, that's a real sleeper, getting the guy at the end of the first round. Shut up. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give you my – all right, so I have a – my top score is going to be Doncic, but I did kick around my top score of being Trey Young. Best sleeper. Who I've been kicking around a lot of sleepers, but I think my best sleeper is probably going to be OG Ananobi. I mean, I got to go with my guy OG. So, I mean, <laughs> you got to consider though Scotty Barnes a sleeper, consider what he's done and where he's being ranked. True. I mean, true. I mean, no, that that's for sure. I mean, I, I definitely could see Scotty Barnes being a sleeper. I could see um, even guys like Drew Holiday could be sleepers because he he's not usually getting drafted that high either. There's a lot of guys going before him, and he's contributing a lot for a guy getting drafted around where he is as well. So, I mean, I just but, I love Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, I just think that he played so well in Brooklyn. I think in in Washington, he's going to be. At a whole different level. Completely agree. I always like Spencer Dimwitty. I hope he does well. Guys, I, awesome. I come back to Brooklyn, man. <laughs> Save us. But I believe that is it for us. So thank you everyone for watching another episode of The Atlantic Files, the number one podcast on the number one division in the NBA, brought to you by the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. That's gonna look good. <laughs> thank you for watching again this week. Make sure you guys subscribe. All of you that watch on YouTube, drop a like, subscribe down below. We are everywhere you get podcasts. Make sure you drop us a rating and everything. We appreciate that. It takes five seconds. We appreciate everything. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.